Hey. Hey. hey! Welcome on to Third World Linux, episode 119. If we're going by the every episode that we talk to each other, it's an increment of one, or episode 120, <laughs> because last time I did a solo episode, I misspoke and said 119. But either way, um, the important thing is that we're here right now today, <laughs> yeah, I'm sharing Gal. this good moment between humanities. Uh, my name is AG, by the way. Um, yeah, and um, been a while again. Yeah, again, hmm. again. Hmm. I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna save uh, what have you been up to for the off tangent, but sure. But what yeah. have you been up to, Linux related wise? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um. So I installed Lubuntu. Uh, uh, what, what what device on? I, well, I, I installed it on the uh the old laptop, like my little brother's laptop from when he was in high school, Acer five five zero zero Z, whatever it is. Um, and it was because at the beginning of the year, uh, friend of the show Martin Wimpress had this tweet that said that he had listened to all of the prediction episodes of. The various Linux, Linux related podcasts. And okay. none of, none of them, none of us, I guess, mentioned Lubuntu as something that is going to be a thing. Viable. A thing, yeah. yeah. Like, because apparently they have some big changes coming up this year, right? Uh, but nobody really mentioned them. So I figured, yeah, sure, let's try it out. Uh, but. It like I, I realized the initial reason that I didn't like Lubuntu when I first installed it all those years ago. At this point, already years, all those year ago. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but like the last time that I installed Lubuntu was maybe like last year, last last year. Either way, um, I really don't like their panel. Like I don't like That's the it? LX panel, and I don't oh, like the, the entire LX panel. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a big fan of the LX panel either. Like the the little thing on the bottom or on the top. But, and I mean, the menu. The distro runs smooth, but you know, it's it's to taste, I guess. Yeah, but you know, you, you know that I'm like a huge fan of um, the XFCE. Yeah. Uh, the XFCE. No, me too. Yeah, the, the XFCE panel and the whisker menu. Yes. So I yanked out the LX panel and replaced <laughs> it. <laughs> and replaced it with the XFCE panel and the whisker menu. And oh my god, it's like my favorite distro now. <laughs> <laughs> Problems in this world can easily be fixed by replacing it with something different. <laughs> you know, That's like, how pretty much you could solve problems. Yeah, well, it, it kind of helps that, like, LXDE is pretty, like, it's pretty bare bones as far as, uh, as far as, like, desktop environments go. Because it's, um, open box with stuff on top of it, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so, like, well, I, I, I do realize that I probably could have had a leaner system if the, the route I went was install open box as, like, the window manager and then install the XFCE menu and, or the XFCE panel and the whisker menu independently. And, you know, I don't have to worry much about, uh, yeah, and I don't really have to worry. But, um, I don't know. It, it seemed like the easier thing to do to just yank out the LX panel from, Lubuntu and replace it with 
the uh, XFCE panel and um, and well, Numix icon theme. Duh. No, of course, it's your favorite. Um, yeah, uh, the, the Numix icon theme for the windows. It is like for the uh, for the window decorations or whatever they're called. Um, again, Numix. And for the GTK theme, I used this thing called Arc. Like it's a it's another yeah it's it's a theme arc so <laughs> I I really like the way that it looks I like the way that it feels it's fast it's how it's running most likely yeah so like I put it on everything now <laughs> <laughs> yes, knowing so you I... oh but, but you you like things. Because one thing I noticed about you, if you like something, you latch onto it. Yeah. Or at least you latch onto it for a long time until something really new comes along. So I've been, um, you've been with Numix for the longest, you've been using those Numix icons for the longest time. Yeah. And, uh, and so since, meaning you haven't found anything new yet. And, uh, <laughs> and now that you found this, this is going to be on everything you do from now on. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm going to do from now on. Um. Oh, and uh, I'll 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 probably like do a like a screenshot. Uh, yeah, like a, a Jaws thing he did. Like it, it isn't really that hard to do, and I'm pretty sure like 99% of the people that listen to us are like <laughs> <laughs> super basic stuff. You just yeah, um, ten minutes just, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, ten minutes it? and they're uh, done. But you know, yeah, because the config file for LX for the LX session is in it's in your home folder. So like it, it isn't it isn't mm-hmm. a system wide thing. It's just for my user. Um, it's in like uh it's in home config which is a hidden directory uh lx menu lubuntu or something and it's desktop.conf mm-hmm. and then you just replace uh just replace the panel with like it's it's lx panel by default you just replace it with xfce4 dash panel which you just have to get your way to glory more or less uh, <laughs> we should put that on a shirt or is that a shirt that you got somewhere no we should put it on a shirt huh <laughs> <laughs> App get your way to glory, <laughs> or app get for glory. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So there, it's like running. It's running really well. Ugh, it makes me happy. <laughs> and in these trying times, it's the little things, <laughs> the <laughs> lubun things that make us happy. Sorry, I've been forcing. I forced that one. Apologies. Uh, and um, I use the uh, I use the indicator plugin for XFCE4 because like they have two. They have like um, like on the uh, well for me it's on the bottom right, so it still feels a lot like a, a Windows XP desktop. Where on the bottom right you have the Wi-Fi indicator, the volume indicator, and the battery indicator. Like you can either use that with. Or you can either do that with, um, basically what I used is the XFCE indicator plugin and the standalone one for the battery. So, mm-hmm. and for the sake of completeness, you have to change out on the whisker menu. Uh, when you log out, it is XF, it is XFCE logout by default. You change it to LX logout session or something. All right. And, uh, and a dark blue background. Oh, you didn't change your background. <laughs> I, I changed just it to a, just like plain. The dark blue color, right? Yeah, just plain dark blue. That's one thing I noticed about the both of us. Like, yeah, what's what's your we don't desktop put... background? Like zero e zero e zero e zero e or something? Like yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> about to say that. Like, for all for all my devices across the board, except except for on my work or the iMac. Yeah, because um, uh, it's a uh, what do you call this? To keep up with the iMac branding of ooh, I'm an artist. Um, <laughs> I put in one of my photos that had my fiance in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but all else, like my phone is black, my tablet's all black. 
And before, like, I put it black or, no, not all black. I mean, the 13% gray, 14% gray. <laughs> That's my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, neutral gray color. Uh, my, um, what's it? My, my background is 2E4060. <laughs> I'm not sure if, if us knowing our hex codes or whatnot makes us boring or awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, two E forty sixty. That's yeah. the, pretty much the color of my background. <laughs> How so? Just you just like it? Yeah, but it, I think it's um, it, it's uh, if you pull it, if if you uh, if you just go for like a plain background color on um the Lubuntu desktop switcher. I'm not sure if it's like Lubuntu or Openbox that has or that provides the uh provides the tool. But if you say like no uh no picture, just give me a color. The default color that it comes with is. 2E4060, and it's really good. Oh, okay. It's it's pleasing with a... Yeah, and, and if your bottom panel is dark, like, I don't know. I just like the way it looks. Hmm. <laughs> it's the simple things. Yeah. Speaking of which, mine's gonna be complicated. Um, before that, though, before that, the other oh. thing that I had to do, or the other thing that I did was um, I installed this thing called Peerflix, which is, as you would put Peer it, Peerflix. Yeah, it's a uh, it's, <laughs> it's this little command line tool which allows you to pretty much stream a torrent. <laughs> what? Yeah, so you just what do you mean stream a torrent? So like, you, so the torrent file? Yeah, so you, so you, you don't need to download. You're pretty much yeah, you're pretty much streaming it from like all of the other peers out there. So it is pure flicks. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if anybody out there is interested. <laughs> If anybody out there is interested, now in- I said, I now I know why you said it was kagulo. It was your description because it's exactly that, <laughs> right? So, um, what does people come up with these days? Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, well, basically, if anybody out there wants to use PeerFlex, you have to get it through npm or something like you have to use uh, npm as your as as your way to install it, um, but. If you look for instructions online, it is going to tell you to download like Node.js or something, but you're going to have to go for Node.js legacy as your package. I'll include it in the show notes. Um, and as I was doing that, something like really interesting about, about piracy came to mind. Uh huh. And, uh, and this is going to be like a super content filled episode because like I had this in mind and you have like raid in mind, but I, I just wanted to, uh, bring this up. When it comes to piracy, I think we have like extremely different, um, we have an extremely different like set of criteria as to like what is okay to pirate. Both of us? Yeah. Like we are different? Yeah. In what sense? Because I know that you will only pirate the stuff that is 100% not available in this country. Yes. I am the exact opposite. I will pirate stuff. That is available in this country. Well, one available in this country, and two I have paid for. Oh yeah, <laughs> right? I do that too. Like if I paid for it, and I'm too lazy to, <laughs> to say what they call this, not burn. Um, what's the term? Rip the CD. No, no I mean like like TV something. shows, right? When it comes to TV shows, oh. I paid for a fucking Sky Cable subscription, and the the little uh the little <laughs> box that it comes with has a fucking DVR on it. Yeah. Right. So like I could DVR it. But, you know, or I'll just <laughs> fucking peer flix it, right? And, um, <laughs> and the other thing that I won't do is share it out, right? Like, I, I don't want to, I, I, um, I, I don't want to share pirated content, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is why peer flix is really good for, like, me. <laughs> 
Because as it's far as I know, you aren't a pure. You're like a pure seed. Or no, uh, um, <laughs> you're, you're, you're a pure leech at that point. For my case. Let me like, like if uh. if you're using pure flicks, right? Like you're a yeah. pure leech if using um, torrenting like parlance. Like for me, Game of Thrones, fair game. Because we have yeah. HBO on Sky Cable and it has been paid for. Yeah, it has been paid for. So, Although, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I really don't see um, any sort of uh, moral difference, if that makes sense, in like setting the little Digibox DVR to record HBO to, to record Game of Thrones when it comes on on TV and getting the torrent and like streaming it because I'm still watching it on demand but hbo now just a counter argument okay not that i want to win the arguments just presenting the option but hbo offers their own on-demand streaming service by streaming the service uh, by by peer flexing (laughs) peer flexing um the said show that's our said example which case is game of thrones you have deprived hbo of a subscription on hbo go and they will consider that as piracy yeah so their problem is so their problem really should be with sky cable allowing me to record on the digibox oh because if they did not allow sky cable then you have no choice but to go for the subscription yeah if i wanted to watch it on demand yeah oh or you could just do it like me and wake up early (laughs) (laughs) at nine o'clock every may (laughs) like the two things i realize these days i wake up early for well not these days but during the time when game of thrones was running i wake up early for game of thrones nine o'clock or if there's a wrestling (laughs) pay-per-view Yeah, uh, but you know, I, I just, it was only fairly recently that I was able to, like, articulate, at least to, to my mind, like, my threshold for, quote, piracy. You know, like, I've, it's, it's available in this country and I've paid for it. Yeah. Which seems to be the exact Makes opposite. I, like, at that point, is that still piracy? I'd like to think it's alternative distribution. Yeah. It's alternative, I've like... It, <laughs> I've mentioned it before, archaic intellectual property law. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's, I think it's an alternative distribution. You've paid for the sensor. Like what I do mostly for music when I have CDs. Instead of ripping the CDs. I have CDs that are not open. Mm. <laughs> but the point is, I bought this CD because I want to support the band. And I have the CD anyway. But I'm downloading the torrent anyway. Because I'm, I don't know. I can't be asked to <laughs> to rip the CD, open the packaging, put it on the, and, and do all that faff. Yeah. I know it's not too much work. It's just, forgive me, <laughs> people, our dear listeners, forgive me. But I bought it, so I think it's an alternative distribution platform, I, I'd like to say. It's it's third party, we could say. That's not necessarily pirating, or is piracy in the intent or the ownership of... Or not ownership. How about licensing? There you go. Licensing of the product. Uh. <laughs> or we should just forget about all of that. You wouldn't move on steal to something a different. car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> so, so uh, speaking of forgetting stuff, um, something that I've forgotten how to do, uh, how to do a raid. So how to do a raid array, not something that I can do off the top of my head. I have no idea how to do it. That's why I'm going to ask you. 
Like, yeah. is it viable? I think, or you, I should just buy and not think of it. Well, a uh, uh, raid array is um, what? Well, well, uh, what's it? Raid. Like, if you buy a bunch of hard drives in a nice little box, <laughs> I would think you'd still have to set up the yeah. the raid. Like, you'd still have to tell. Yeah. You'd still have to say what kind of raid you want. You know, do you want parity? Do you want striping? That that sort of thing. Yep. I should just buy. <laughs> No, it'd be nice learning experience. It's just that I want to see which would be cheaper. Of course, uh, what, cheaper what, options what, will always uh, require a certain time. Because I'm going to use it for work. What do you need it for, though? Like, what do you want to do? Photo storage. With... Because, um... Just to have double backups. Raid isn't, uh... Raid isn't backup, huh? That's, what's what's the one that could do backup? A backup is a backup. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, so you have, like, two drives that are just mirroring each other at the heart of it. At the heart of it, that's what a certain type of RAID is. Um, You have two hard drives, and what's on one hard drive is on the other one. So if one of them conks out, there is the other one. That isn't exactly a backup that's protecting you from a failed disk. If the house Mm, burns down... It just ensures that... It just ensures that the drive is gonna run. Yeah, more or less. Hmm. Um, yeah, so there's, so there's that. Uh, because if you accidentally delete a file off of one of them, it's necessarily going to delete off of the other one. That isn't a backup. Oh. Um, right, so there is a type of, an- another thing that you can sort of do with, that you can do with RAID is, um, say you have two 250 gigabyte hard drives. Mm-hmm. Um, you can set it up so that your computer sees one 500 gigabyte hard drive. That's another uh, thing you can do with RAID. So that's why I asked, like, what do you want to do with it? <laughs> no, because the, the the thing I want to set up is that one is for, like, two hard drives will have the same exact thing. Mm. Like, it will be, because there are two backups. Then the, the last hard drive will be all of um the end product, my final pictures, the ones deliverable to client already. All right, so... When you when you plug the thing into your computer or whatever, you want it to see you want Only it to see two hard drives. Two hard drives. Um yeah. two of but you want it to see two hard drives, but you have three of them. Two of them are yeah. mirroring and one of them is just there. There. Okay. It's yeah. acting like a normal hard drive. Okay, yeah. And here I was thinking you wanted to do something cool. Like um <laughs> You saw that thing no. on Instagram, right? Like I had a, I had a USB hub, right? So I had this USB hub with four like USB ports on it, and yeah. I had four, um, four gigabyte uh, flash disks, like corporate freebie flash disks. So I set them <laughs> up to be like, a, to, I set them up to be a RAID array, and when I plugged it into the computer, it saw one sixteen gigabyte hard disk. <laughs> <laughs> like, just a proof of concept. So when you were asking, like, should I, uh, should I build one? Uh, the answer is always yes, even if it's just something as stupid as that. <laughs> well, you know, mm, why not? But um, the cool thing I want to do is, you know, the final output folder. Yeah. Like I the final output hard drive, right? Yep. Where I put all my final details. I want it to be constantly synced online, which yeah. I know is easy to do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I want to do. Like. What I want it to do is, even if the computer is not open, it's syncing. Even if which computer isn't on? My home computer. I mean, I could access it mobily. Hmm. And then have that um, backed up by Backblaze, the entire system. You know, I just want a fail-safe. <laughs> That's the thing I want. Just a fail-safe for my files, for my clients, and all my hard work, and my digital data. But yeah, now that I think about it, you're right. It isn't as cool as I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> like, like thinking about it though, it, um, 
that, that 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 hard drive with all of the finished product that is not going to be or that that hard drive is not going to be on your home computer no that's part of my home computer so it can't be synced but, to the internet because because your computer is going to be off ah uh, it can only basically what i'm saying okay. is basically my, uh, my my suggestion there is you have that as a network drive Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so I see, I see. Yeah. So, um, a couple of ways you can do that. You can have it as a network drive, so like that—that's a separate computer, more or less, which has that hard drive in it, and any computer that's connected to your home network can see it. Now, for the hmm, accessing, should that it, be a safer option? I'm thinking if it would be a safer option if than, it's in a separate network from my computer. That way, if my computer and my hard drives fail. At least I still have that hard drive separate somewhere. Well, that's why you. Um, that's why you back it up with like Backblaze or whatever the fuck, or you like R sync it with uh, DigitalOcean Droplet. Home cloud. Oh, okay. Or something like that. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm quite disappointed. It's not as cool as it sounds. It's too corporate. <laughs> but then again, what I'm doing is actually for that corporate purpose. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where. Um, and that's where that's where free and open source software thrives. <laughs> that's why it owns corporate market a huge chunk. Yeah, that's why like Red Hat and Ubuntu are doing what they do because as um as, as much as we like the new se- the, the the new sexy, right? Like as much as fucking Ubuntu with the XFCE4 <laughs> panel on it is really good. Like, oh, like it, makes, ah. it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Um at the end of the day to the vast number of people in the world when you say Linux the next step from that is Red Hat Enterprise and even if sometimes boring is reliable or what's reliable is oftentimes boring (laughs) looking at you Debian (laughs) (laughs) shots fired (laughs) well no they're not boring though because like they have they have really cool names they're all from Toy Story Uh, yeah yeah so 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 what you can do is um the super unsafe option, which is more fun, but super okay. unsafe, is you set up, like, an own cloud in your house, and you open up that port, so you can just, like, wherever you are in the world, connect to your house, and pull the files from there, which is... In an age of Trump, you want me to do that? That's, like, super unsafe, right? But it's... Yeah! <laughs> but it's so cool. And, um... like I actually, know, it's sexy, it's fuzzy, it's warm inside. I actually did something like that before, like, um, and I talked about it in like in in some of our older episodes. But then the other the other thing is you can have it just um, every x number of hours or whatever. You just have it like sync with uh, some sort of storage that you have out in the cloud somewhere. That's a good option. Although I'm leaning towards building the three thingamabob first. I think that's simpler. But uh, think of it as a whole system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I- I've seen some things on YouTube. They actually have to illustrate it to understand their own system. Yeah, yeah. Those illustrations are cool. It's like these two hard drives and you have like green lines in between them. And then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you may have watched arc- the exact same video. <laughs> and then an arc. And an arching line with like a cloud there, <laughs> like, and then there's a photo of a computer. <laughs> like they are connected to this, <laughs> and from this cloud you can connect it to your phone and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, the the way I would the the way I would uh the way I would recommend not recommend but like the way I would think about it is um, what do you want to do from top to bottom? 
and then mm-hmm. um, find find each part. So you have like the part that's here, you have the part that's there, that kind of thing, and then see how they all fit together. And then you can just sort of put them together one at a time. So you, you get your um, minimum viable product, which is a fucking hard drive. Well, fine. Um, your minimum viable product is a few hard drives. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm thinking one hard drive. And then that, and another hard drive. Then the third, then cloud option. Yeah, I think cloud. No, at least I'm cloud looking to build. Easy, you know, like the whole finding a backup somewhere. That's like having a backup is easy. Anyway, I think it's manageable. It's it's uh it's it's part of my duty, I suppose, as a uh, best man to like <laughs> sit down with you sometime before your wedding and get like the technology of your house, <laughs> like in order. In order. <laughs> Make it secure from intruders or those who will uh, speak or forever hold their peace during my wedding. <laughs> Imagine if weddings could get DDoS attack, you know? <laughs> That'd be really fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, like 10 of the same person just stand up every two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know, go, going back though to going back to like the workflow that you kind of envision for your uh, um, for your photography business and the technology behind it, like the 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 beauty I think of um, of open source technology and uh, the 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 sort of modular ethos that we have or whatever is you can pretty much say exactly how you want it to go and it can be done like you can specify exactly what you want and you can theoretically throw it together yeah that's uh that's the world we live in <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna go where i'm gonna go with that but point is i think i should start doing the diagram <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Yeah, a flowchart, an infographic, an infographic, if you will, to see, like, to to plan out how I want my system to work, and yeah. then look at the options on how I could execute it. Yeah, well, not necessarily a diagram, but, but like a fucking just a, fl- a flowchart. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's it. That's something else that I wanted to talk about, but it's for the off tangent section. And then should we head to the off tangent section or? Sure. So, uh, for podcasts, <laughs> I really didn't have much of a transition there. <laughs> <laughs> so for podcasts and stuff, head over to channel14.com. That's channel F-O-U-R-T-E-E-N.com. But you probably already knew that. Uh, but what's my spiel? And we're on oh, Twitter. Twitter.com slash, slash, slash third world Linux. Uh, for anything third, third, third world Linux. And, uh, I can't speak properly. Jesus. Um, what else am I gonna say? Email us at contact, contact at, at channel14.com. Channel14. Or if you wanted to get to just the two of us, that is linux at channel14.com. Yeah, something else though. Uh, we are on Google Play Podcasts now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because fuck you, Google. Not allowing <laughs> Filipinos to have their fucking podcasts on Google Play. VPN that shit, well. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the many third world problems. Oh, um, check out our other shows. Uh, if you're a fan of pro wrestling, Jobber Talk is there. They just had a live thing earlier, a live stream show earlier. Yeah, so um, there's Jobber Talk. Um, and pretty much that's the only other very active show we have right now because I can't seem to get everybody together to record a fucking Bodega Nights. Yeah, these days it's kind of tough. Uh, although we could go to Seamus Coffee Shop, but that would be too noisy. Oh, it's fine. You totally should. Alright. So until next week, keep on Linuxing. And do things for love.
this is the off tangent section and I actually fucking saluted when I said keep on Linuxing. I nodded when I said do things for a lot. That is so that's, weird. That's actually, why did you salute the revolution? What? I don't know. You salute for those things, right? I have no idea. What is this soldiering? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we went to see Miss Coffee Shop, too hipstery. It's one of those third wave mom and pop coffee shops that you'd see. <laughs> what are the but first and second wave mom and pop coffee shops? I have no idea. Apparently, it's a thing that I heard from Norm. And if I heard it from Norm, it sounds pretentiously legitimate. So. Well, we have to remember that it was Norm that said people were pissed off that Benedict Cumberbatch played Doctor Strange because that wasn't an Asian character. Yeah. <laughs> Why should we believe him again? <laughs> grain of salt. <laughs> Actually, not just the grain of salt, like uh, a salt mine of salt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, Hips, he, Sima's place. Uh, it's worth visiting if you find yourself, especially your Philippine listeners, find yourselves in the uh, center point area near Cobao. It's behind UERM. Yeah, I've, I've never, like, I, 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 it's that area? really new, right? Like, they hadn't that opened area? when I was there. Like the, the, Oh, the they, they're not shop. open. It's like oh, two so weeks like old. A... Okay, yeah. Three hmm. weeks old at this point. So yeah, they're pretty much on soft opening. Okay. Mm. Cozy okay. place though. Really nice. Near a school, so there's captive, cap, captive market. But I'm thinking of doing a Bodega Nights live in there. You totally should, man. You totally should. Outside the coffee shop, not indoor. Sorry. Nah, I'm just kidding. But holy shit, sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the Mintcast um, webpage, mintcast.org. And right at the bottom where you're supposed to, where you would typically find like um, the copyright information. Like instead of the copyright information, you have a fucking smiley face. It is so cool. And I, I it was only now that I noticed it. <laughs> so like quick shout out to Robin Isaac. Like, I love it. <laughs> it was like a smiley face right at the bottom. This tiny little smiley face. Anyway. Um, so what, so what, what have you been up to, dude? Work. Love it. Cause I'm actually making money now. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, the, the, the freelance photography thing? Yeah. Uh, for some weird reason, people have been contacting me. That's good. <laughs> Booking me for jobs and whatnot. It's really good. That's why I need the array. And it's like, came in, coming at the perfect time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, because marriage and whatnot. So, yeah, fiance so, like, is very happy. What? Fiance nope. is very happy. You know. Yeah. It's coming at a perfect time. You guys should do wedding packages or whatever. We both hate doing weddings. <laughs> Here's the thing. Our wedding is like as simple as it's going to be. We prioritized food over anything else. And the church venue, of course. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. over anything else aside from that too, that's it. We don't care much if, if the bridesmaids will have the same outfits. If, if my, I don't have a requirement for my groomsmen. Cause I'm gonna be wearing barong. If you want to wear barong or, or, or suits, you know, go ahead, do so. But I'm gonna wear a barong. Like, so we're not gonna get like, <laughs> oh, sorry, cause like my cousin. Cumberbunds? Uh, when my cousin <laughs> got married, um, I think all of his groomsmen got like cufflinks with the Rebel Alliance logo on it. Nah. I mean, that would be cool. Uh, it's I, just, I, again, it's, uh, we don't want to spend on the wedding because we know we're going to spend a lot on our marriage. Yeah. When fucking so, Kenji's wedding, man. I don't, I don't really talk about him very much here, but he's like he's, uh, one of my closest friends from high school. Um, all of his groomsmen got neckties with tie fighters on them <laughs> because, you know, ties. <laughs> Good thing you didn't use it on a fist fight. 
Well, anyway. No, but yeah. Um, so it's kind of very hypocrite of us to engage in a wedding business when we don't like weddings. <laughs> it's right. very hypocrite of us. So, yeah, well, what we do know. love, though, is prenups. We don't like being shot for a prenup, but we like people. Like, we're like, we, we, we want to do that. That's what I meant, right? Because, like, you're, uh, you do the whole photography thing and she's, like, a really good makeup artist. So it feels like the type of thing she's she a can brilliant do. Brilliant makeup arts. Geez, sorry. <laughs> like, you guys can have a, what do you call it? Like, like a package deal or whatever. Yeah, we could do that. Dude, I just like, do, I don't like doing event, like, the wedding event itself. Oh, well, yeah, because you get Bridezilla, right? But, yeah, you know. not just Bridezilla. It's just your call times at the early morning and you're going to end work at late in the morning again. <laughs> early morning. It's pretty much 24 hours of just nonstop shooting. Some, you have That's to skip why you meals. Hire people. Schedule. What? That's why you hire people. No, I'm not saying I can <laughs> do it on my own. You really have to hire people. It's just, it's not the type of work I like. I prefer doing corporate work. Okay. Yeah. Which is what I'm getting these days, which is just like, whoa, okay, wow, thanks reality for giving it to me. <laughs> thanks reality? <laughs> I don't know. Thank God. There you go. Much better. <laughs> Thank God? No. Um, uh, wait, how? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. How would uh, how did your teaching demo go for um your? Oh no, your I didn't class? schedule it yet because my gotta be loaded. Okay, all right. And it's gonna be in long ways anyway, cause and uh I I might write an email if that's gonna pan out. I'll just do that next year, second semester of next year. Okay, so the the class that they're offering you is a second semester class. No, it should be for this incoming school year. Yeah. But I, I'm going to ask if it's possible if I could just be on a second semester next year. Because I'm one of, it's going to be an adjustment period of me moving out and, and, uh, what do you call this? Like, there's a lot of things that I want to adjust first. Okay. And settle down, like, and, uh, but I might get another teaching gig at where my fiance currently teaches makeup art, professional makeup artistry. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be the course I want to teach. It's pretty much photography 101. It's not that I don't want to teach that as well. I do oh. love that. I mean, I love everything about photography. It's just that oh, you're going to you're going to be teaching about like the rule of thirds and shit. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty much going to tell people to master all the rules, understand the rules, and then after this class you have to break all of them. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> and put it on Instagram. Put it on Instagram. <laughs> no, um I'm going to orient it, the class towards more of, you know, hobbyist approach, not going to be corporate, like just being good at pictures. Now, if you want to do it in a professional or more exact, precise manner, here's the advanced courses. We have the basic photography and portraiture course and whatnot, stuff like that. Or it could be because um, the school is also teaching fashion design and whatnot. How would you able to take photos of your clothes properly? For display, for your archive, get, like those things. Or there's also like what do you, what do you call that? Accessory making class for those who are doing the accessories. How can you display and market the photos properly? Is this the is this the school that you took fashion photography in? Nope. Okay. So that one is out in the way, but it's a competitor of that school. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Which pretty much pirated my fiance. <laughs> Some of their other designers, like everybody jumped ship. So I'm like, okay then. <laughs> And the owner was like, oh, so you teach and write about photography. Do you like to teach? Like, yeah, if the option is there. 
Like we could do something basic. Um, I could teach basic photography in three sessions. This first session will be understanding cameras and exposure, using your cameras and making the right exposure. Second will be um, understanding light, which is also part exposure, but like how to use flash, how to use natural light. And the third will be post-processing, either with okay. your phone or with your uh, computer. Or with your GIMP. Or with your GIMP. Huh. I fear teaching flash photography, like understanding the use of flash. Mm-hmm. Because it took me years to understand it fully. And I have to teach them that in one session. And it's a very technical. Again, that's why I'm gonna, I'm already planning the presentations in my head. It's gonna be a bunch of, you have to practice, you have to practice, you have to practice. <laughs> <laughs> like, even if I feed you all the information, if you're not practicing, you're, it's not gonna stick. Practice, practice, practice. I mean, Kobe practices every game. Before every game, you should do. <laughs> Don't just, you know, shoot when you need to shoot. Practice so that when you are going to shoot, you could fade away that jumper. 